Welcome to Email and Beyond, the podcast bringing you the latest email marketing and other complimentary marketing channel tips, tricks, industry chat, brand insights, and more every three weeks. Join me, Richard Wall, marketing campaign manager of Spotler, Kate Barrett, founder and CEO of eFocus Marketing, that we talk issues the good, the bad, and the ugly of marketing, and how you can create a more intelligent strategy that gets results. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Email and Beyond the Marketing Podcast. I'm Richard Wall, Marketing Campaign Manager at Spotler UK. And I'm Kay Barrett, founder and CEO of eFocus Marketing. And Kay will get be asking you to lead on this one today. Because this is B2C. This is Kay. And we're going to dive into a bit more sensitive. We've talked a lot about data. We've talked a lot about... Sorry, that again. We've talked a lot about a lot of practical data, hard numbers type stuff. So I want to talk a little bit about emailing with empathy because Mother's Day is coming around the corner and brands will be thinking or should be thinking about what their Mother's Day campaigns are going to look like. And clearly it can be a very sensitive time for a lot of people. So where do we start in bringing empathy into these emails that we're sending off of our data? Great question. The first step is to remember from any data that you're looking at, each and every subscriber is person. Each and every subscriber will have a mum, a dad, brothers, sisters, children, aunties, uncles, grandparents, you know, they are they are people. And just because we have an event that's coming up, the effectively that all of these events are created by marketers, right? <laughs> <laughs> all of these yearly events, you have Valentine's, Mother's Day, Father's Day, they're all created by marketers. Um, but we have to remember the human side behind it. We have to remember that however much we want to sell our products and services, whatever it might be, these can be really sensitive times of the year for people. If they have lost their mother or father or auntie, uncle, brother, whoever it is, whether it's Christmas, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's, and they don't have a partner, you know, that can be really sensitive Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. So we have to understand that there are people behind it. And we have to really think the way that we segment our data, the options and choices that we give our audience as to what they want to receive, when they want to receive it, and the content that we put out, We've got to put it out with empathy, with that understanding that it's humans receiving it. Okay. So are there cases, and I I hope I know what your answer is going to be. I've certainly got one in my head for how this, this, this it's going to go. But is it a case that there's a lot of even e-commerce brands that Mother's Day isn't relevant? I mean, my, the first thing I thought was toilet paper. <laughs> I went to bed what that says about me as as a resident. <laughs> but what I'm what I'm trying to to get to at that point is that some purchases aren't emotional and aren't affected by it, and just because everyone else is sending it, I would argue. I don't argue that buying toilet paper is an emotional purchase. <laughs> you know, I want to scratch. Yeah, no, it's definitely sensitive. It's a perfect. Absolutely, yeah. But no, 
not in the sense that we're talking about today. We, we've gone off on a tangent and sidetracked your question there. So, in that, I think I, was, I know we're supposed to get into the end of it, but is there, should you, should everyone go with Mother's Day or should some friends be like, you know what, not part of our. Not bad about things. Hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when we were preparing for this podcast, we were talking about the difference between B two B and B two C in this case. And in a lot of cases, for B two B, probably not going to acknowledge Mother's Day, Father's Day. It has no bearing on those messages that you're putting out. It has no bearing on the world that your subscribers have joined with you. Now, if you are a high street brand, if you are yeah, someone who is selling products or services. So when I say services in this instance, it might be that you're offering spa days, for example, or, you know, something like that. If it's something that you do see a, a spike and an increase in sales around these times, you're the ones that need to be thinking about how do we do this sensitively. And I think over the last few years in our society, Generally, this type of thing has come more to the forefront. Is you know, understanding people are humans. It's um, understanding that people make mistakes. We've had you know, in recent times, that we still haven't got there as a society where we're able to allow people to make mistakes. Um, you know, I was watching there's a, a Netflix documentary uh, that came out last year about uh, David Beckham and the. The shit that he went through with the, you know, the abuse and the targeting, uh, it it was just absolutely insane. So I think as a a society, my point with that one is we've got a long way to go with empathy, but we are starting to to change that. And as marketers, it's down to us to drive that when we're talking about products and services for specific times of year. But we have to do it in a sensitive way. And I think that's where in the last year or two, where we've really seen brands hop on this, okay, we're empathetic, yes, particularly since COVID, we're empathetic, we understand you, it's not necessarily gone quite the right way. There's still a balance. So the example that I'll give you is one of the best ways to deal with these times of year coming up is to give subscribers the option. Do they want to receive emails during this period? Do they not want to receive emails during this period? Now, what we saw certainly in 2023, using last year as an example, is that brands were sending those messages out. They were sending them out probably two weeks before they started their kind of full flow of marketing messages. So about now that this podcast is going live, it's about now when we're kind of in the run up to Mother's Day. You know, you've got your marketing period for a couple of weeks before. You're saying to people, do you want to receive emails about Mother's Day? We know it's a hard time of year for a lot of people. Tell us if you want to opt out of these. We'll make sure you stay on our list, but you won't get Mother's Day, Father's Day, Valentine's Twins communications. Now that's great. And in essence, it seems like your brand that's caring, that you're giving people that option, but you're not the only brand in the world. (laughs) (laughs) This is the issue. So, you know, where certainly in 2023, we saw a lot more brands kind of jumping on this kind of empathy train, shall we say, Um, particularly around Mother's Day and Father's Day, wanting to give people those opt-out options. What happened actually was that 
the marketing period then extended by two weeks ish the people were then receiving these messages going do you want to opt out on mother's day communications and actually that could be just as distressing for somebody as getting an email with products saying here's your mother's day products so i think we've got to think outside ourselves as companies we need to think about subscribers as humans Think outside ourselves as businesses and think about what is the actual real world impact of what I'm sending. Whether it's Mother's Day, Father's Day, or if it's just generally, what is the real world impact of this message? And by doing those separate opt-in messages, you know, like we saw it with um, GDPR, right? I was about to say, it's the like privacy notification that two weeks before GDPR came into play, everyone said, we've changed our privacy policy and everyone was going, don't care. <laughs> um, but in this case, you know, what I would do in terms of that strategy is we do want to offer people that opt-out opportunity, but I would do it in a much more subtle way. So I would say do it for, let's say, three weeks before you start your marketing of Mother's Day event. Um, I would put in like a sub-module, probably just above the footer, in any emails that you send, offering that opt-out. But offering it subtly in the context of other communications as well. Yes. So you're not just going, ah, tell us you want to unsubscribe from Mother's Day emails. Yeah. We're not just shouting at people like that. We're offering it as part of that other experience. Now, what I would also do then is anybody who, let's say, hasn't opened or clicked on any of those general emails, so wouldn't have seen that, then I would potentially send an individual message to those people but kind of bring it into a two-pronged approach here rather than just blanket everyone with do you want these messages or not so i think that is something that needs to be thought about in terms of the messaging strategy and then if i think about the other side of it you know if we even if we take it you know away from mother's day obviously we had christmas just a few months ago christmas behavior is so different from any other time of year when it comes to to B2C marketing and what we want to help those consumers go through to do. Email and Beyond is an eFocus Marketing and Spotlight production. eFocus Marketing are a specialist email marketing agency based in the UK and serving customers around the world. We help brands use email more intelligently to engage your audience through our range of consultancy, management and training services. To find out more about how eFocus can help you supercharge your email marketing, visit e-focusmarketing.com forward slash email and beyond. So with Christmas, what we need to be thinking about is how does that behavior change? And this is empathy in our marketing, understanding how behavior changes, what people will buy in March versus what people will buy in November and December in the run up to Christmas, very different. Different thought processes, they need different help. So what I like them to do with clients is to effectively almost throw the normal segmentation strategy out the window. Because your normal segmentation strategy doesn't work for Christmas. It doesn't work for Mother's Day, for example. Now, that's not to say that you can't take pieces of your normal segmentation strategy. So I know we've had a, an episode recently on the podcast about RFM analysis and ERFM. 
So you could take that, but you'd want to adapt it. You'd perhaps want to adapt the data coming in to create those segments to say, show me behavior of people during this period only. Or, you know, you might want to say, okay, so we're going to take this as our baseline, but actually now we're going to layer another piece of information on to say, okay, these are our VIP customers normally, but how many of them shopped during the Christmas period last year versus didn't? Extra layer of the segmentation that you can then use to adjust that content that you've got in those emails. So it's all about stinking it through, thinking about who is receiving the message and thinking about them as, as humans, not just someone receiving a message. And I, I, I while you were talking about things like that, I, the one brand, the standard for me, personally has done it really well, is a company called Love Layer that we do slightly ruder side Christmas cards and cards and stationery. Yeah, you know, of course. Don't be surprised. Out of that, they they sent me this was because because I have young children, I have to buy Mother's Day stuff for my wife. I have to still be the brain yes driving that at this point. I obviously can involve them in the process, but the kids don't have a few handprints in the card going yeah, kind of do they must have it they look like doing sign and yeah. All the all the but so yeah, I bought I bought Mother Day Carl Buddha and they sent me an email it was this um, it was the other last year and what it said was hi this, about this time last year you bought this card we've been married 10 years our sense of humor is pretty stiff not tonight <laughs> it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't change is what I'm trying to say like we've we've told each other the same stories the same jokes 500 times at this point yeah right and so they are not. There is a very high possibility that I think, oh, that card's hilarious. I'll buy it, and then realize I bought the same card last year. Oh, so uh, the timing and the product, like you bought this card, and I'll, I'll think, oh, did that go down well? Did it go down bad? Was it? Was it a bit too off color? Was it when you can't put up in the living room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right? You need a public facing card and a rocket. That's genius. What you can tell when you bought it, I'm actually bought. Yeah, and so that 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 demonstrates a very good understanding of me and probably the male brain as well. Like, oh, that's still funny, yeah. but we need a different guy. And it was that that was a really smart bit of segmentation. Yeah, and so many brands wouldn't do that. They'd say, "Oh, it's Mother's Day coming up again. Buy a card. Here's a selection of cards." But actually, just understanding their customers and understanding that okay, yeah, you buy Mother's Day cards once a year. You don't want to buy the same ones on birthday cards, yeah. the same ones each time. Let's show you what you bought last year. And again, for gifting as well. I struggle so much. What did I buy so-and-so last year, Rob? Yeah. Oh, it's just, it, it can be really hard, particularly when you've got a lot of presents to buy, you're coming up to a Christmas period or something like that. It can be really, really difficult or difficult to think of, what is that next step of inspiration? So again, if we're thinking about using our data, what did they buy last year? Okay, so if we know that they bought a picture frame last year, you know, okay, so maybe they might be interested in something else for the house or, you know, it might be that you can kind of theme and group those kind of products together to say, oh, what if they loved this last year? Here's some ideas and some inspiration rather than just, you put on our website, it's our best tellers, you know, like, which is what we do as standard, and there's nothing wrong with that. But anytime we can take it to the next level 
and bring it into the person's world when love that example. I think it's what you should be doing. Yeah, I said the, yeah. yeah. If you take one thing from it, I remember it from last year and this time of year, my brain is a mess because I have one child with a December birthday, a wife with a February birthday, me with a March birthday, my old other child with an April birthday, our anniversary is in April, we've got Valentine's Day in there as well. You're in the middle of it. And then nothing for the rest of the year. Yeah. So yeah, any reminders, anyone that I bought for before watching this, remind me what I bought last year, please. Yeah. <laughs> I need help. Absolutely. And it's, yeah, taking it to that that next stage. So I think we need to, as brands, really focus on delivering genuine value. What genuine value means depends on your brand. Now, for you, genuine value it was them reminding you what you'd bought yeah. last year. So genuine value doesn't have to be educational content. It doesn't have to be authority building content. You know, certainly if you're B2B, that's going to be much more. But helping them from where they are now get to the next step get from a to b we're not trying to go from a to z to z we're trying to go a to b take them to the next step what's going to help them the most what's going to inspire them what's going to make them choose your brand over someone else and it really is finding what resonates with your customers being consistent in delivering that value and just being there for them, understanding their needs, maintaining that consistency, trust, and being there to say, hey, we've got your back. We know this is, you know, it's a difficult time to find presence for people. So we've got empathy for both sides, right? Yeah. It's a difficult time for people who've lost somebody. Um, but it's also a difficult time to try to buy a damn present. It's not easy. So let's bring empathy into both of those areas. So... The one thing I picked up on there, consistency. Yes. And um, Mother's Day, I know we're talking about a lot of it, and Mother's Day and Christmas, the particular two that I'm thinking around this one next, of particular times of year that have very specific symbols and colour palettes and visualisations to do with them. We're talking about like bread for Valentine's. Yeah, yeah. Wobbins and Snow at Christmas. So what I want to get to is, so, so yes, the A to B, but then how do you combine that with the A to Z and say, with this, this thing that stands out, it's a big deal, it's got its own colours and things, how do you make sure that your campaign that you're choosing to do because you're the right cut, the right kind of brand and the right audience to do it, still ties into your market. It doesn't come across as jarring that it is, you know, it's a change, but it's not, oh, God, what, what's this? They don't recognize it at all. Yeah. How do, you, how do you make sure that your brand stays consistent yeah. while recognizing the things that make these times of year particularly special and stand out? Yeah, so I think from a, a design point of view, it is called the merge of the two. So speak to your design teams. And there's, there's quite often a lot that you can do within your brand colors, within your brand guidelines anyway, if you've got some clever designers with you. Um, but I think also, you know, bringing in those pops of imagery, of colors, of elements from those different times of year, I think it's absolutely fine. You know, I think what you need is consistency and trust in your messages generally. And that comes from, you know, from in the inbox, knowing who the brand is, 
So that might be getting your, your DMARC and then your BP in place in terms of getting that, that logo in the inbox in uh, Gmail. That's your friendly from name. That's the tone of voice you use, the words that you use within your email, the way you present it. But I think overlaying that with those designs of Christmas, with those designs of Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, absolutely fine. But get your designers to work on that with you. I think what's really critical is consistency in value of the content. And this is where still nowadays, we still, and again, it's making money, it will be successful, you know, doing a batch and blast, sending the same thing out to everybody. But actually, if you want to have an email list in five years' time, you don't want to go through it. If you want to maximize the opportunity at each of these stages throughout the year, you've got to understand those customers, what they need, when they need it, and how you can help to provide it. So for me, the consistency from that side is much more important than worrying about, is it okay to bring in a picture of Santa into this email? Bring in a buddy picture of Santa. (laughs) Absolutely fine. You know, but maybe... Santa is carrying a sack of presents that has the Spotler logo on the other. Yeah. You know, you can subtly bring it together in some way. Obviously, B2B is a completely different conversation, but um, you, you know, you can bring in those those subtleties and those links, and that's you know just having a great design with you. Cool. Okay, that's probably a good base to to leave it. It is. Don't have to do it, but if you do it, think about who you're doing it to, how you're doing it to, how you're doing it to them. And <laughs> what advice Another motto for life, Rich. Absolutely. <laughs> life advice for Bridget and Kate. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. We'll all get that one. Um, but yeah, I think I would just kind of leave everyone with the thought of these are humans behind your messages. Be human in the messages that you're sending out and provide as much helpful, relevant value as you can. Use that data, but change up your segmentation during this time because it's different behaviour. There we go. Brilliant. We'll see you on the next episode of Email and Beyond. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you. Take see care. You soon. If you like this episode, please follow us on YouTube, subscribe to iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcasts. 